They're back. The show with the pressure and Frosty. This is Frosty. Hello and welcome to the show with the Pressure and Frosty. This is our July episode. It's Glastonbury, it's Wimbledon, and it's bucketing down right now. It's raining cats and the dogs. Also Tour de France, and I think probably the British Grand Prix will be coming up pretty soon as well. Uh, last time I, I'm seeing you right now on a very small, grainy Zoom screen. The last time I saw you, your face was on the uh, cinema screen at the BFI. We had a lovely day out, yes. We had a fil- I had a film coming out in the BFI, and we watched lots of other films as well. And it's always a f- weird thrill to see my face on the big screen, hearing my voice in the speakers booming out through the subwoofers. It's kind of a, it's kind of a nice experience. How proud were you with your performance? I'm never 100% proud of my performance, but it was okay. It was okay. I don't think I was going to win any Oscars with that. But that's okay. It's all an experience, isn't it? You know, not every job is going to be the be-all and end-all. And you've just got to work. Life is not binary. It's not one and zero, you know. You've just got to work towards something. And it's a journey, as they say. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But as long as you don't stop and you keep on going, I think that's what's important. So, uh, yeah, it was a fun experience and uh, more of it, you know. I just want to be creative and be out there and do stuff. And that's the way to do it. You enjoyed some of the films there as well, I think. You, you fell asleep during one of them, didn't you? I'd really, my eyes were itching so much and the, what I was seeing on the screen was hurting so much that I just thought, I'll close my eyes, this would be better. And they all worked really well as audio pieces. They had very nice, yeah, the soundscapes to them was a, a lot better than the visual scapes. So shout out to the sound guy, of which that was my merit at uni. And uh, to the director... I say poo. I can't <laughs> find my uni certificate, so I might have to try and break in and be like, oh, guys, print it. I just can't find. I know it's completely lost forever, so I need to need to reprint it, and they charge 25 quid at St. Mary's. What a what? stinger. What do you need your uni certificate for? Well, I'm trying to apply to do an MA, and they're like, oh, show us your grades, and it's like, I graduated 20 years ago, I don't have any of my grades, but I promise, mister, that I did get the <laughs> score of what I told you, I just can't find it at the moment, let me do the course. A likely story, a likely story, indeed. So yeah, so you're definitely going to go down down this route then, because you took me and Dave I don't had a bit know, of a chat. I don't know about this year, yeah, it's just a bit expensive, it's like 11 grand, and then I'd have to try and fund 10 months worth of living, which... You know, that isn't really very easy either. So when I totted it all up, I was like, oh, actually, let's see. Let's see. Let's just explore other options, like you say. Keep it all moving. It's on. The, yeah. It's in my head. It's yes. something I want to do. But I think, I don't know if, I don't want to make a knee-jerk reaction to £11,000. Absolutely. So just, just waiting, City Uni, if you're listening, then uh, do I need my uni certificate? I promise I got the score what I did. I was in Mr. Owens' class and he's really smart now. Look at him. He wears a tie He wears a tie to school every day in his thumb, his little thumb puppet. We love that. Yeah, me and Dave were sort of having a, a chat about uh, like a fork in our road. You know, we were thinking about where we are with our career and what we could do to change it or to improve it. And we were both thinking of dramatically changing our outlook um, me going full-time teaching 
and leaving the acting alone for a while and just make some proper money instead of supply teaching. And Dave was considering going back to uni to study, study uh, an MA in business uh, broadcasting. Yeah, like finance journalism, basically. Which is his wheelhouse anyway, but that would mean taking a back seat from Hoxton Radio and the lifestyle that he has. So, you know, these are pretty big decisions. And I think we have come to a similar idea that, you know, it's something to consider and to keep in them in your mind, but don't make these massive decisions now. Give it, give it another year, because it's not even been a year. I've been only thinking about it for about two months, maybe. So I'm going to leave it and just... And also, you know, you can change your mind and do it next year if you feel the same way. But if you do it yeah, now, I, you're stuck. Yeah. Well, I'll be up for it, but I just don't want to struggle. You know, like to try and like... Well, how do you live if you don't have no money, mate? Uh, I know a lot of people moan about that all the time, but how do you get to Angel every day to go to uni with a smile on your face if you ain't got no money? And I don't want to be staying out all night DJing and then trying to go to school the next day. It's just... I'm not that young anymore. Yeah, and I think these decisions. These, I think you know, when you when you're forty, you've got to have make these decisions. You've got to like reevaluate where you, where you're at with things. And uh, sometimes you can have a little panic, and that's okay to have a little panic. That makes you spur on to go. Well, okay, what are my options? And then when you sit back and go, well, where I am right now, it's okay. That's kind of that's kind of reassuring. It's not a solution, but I think there is some kind of catharsis and just knowing that you're sort of you're happy or content enough for now. That's okay. We've got some time left before we die, haven't we? Well, they're bringing in this new form of cremation, which is like, um, oh yeah, they put your body in water and it dissolves all of your like fluids etc and it's just left with the bones and then with the bones they'll put those into ashes and give them to the family in the same way you would so it cuts down massively on carbon because you're not having to burn you're just making this solution which then thames water by and they pump it into the river at henley which is <laughs> amongst some of the worst in the world um yeah steve steve redgrave likes to canoe there and uh, the people of Henley are all very disappointed because the levels are just like out of this world. I think it must have been the regatta recently. So yeah. him and the Henley crew have all been there saying, Oi, leave our water alone. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? It's crazy. They've, I've, they've called the water cremation... Someone's coined it as a boil in the bag, and that sort of put me off that. that. Yeah, like that? I saw that. Oh. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I used to love those boil in the bag fish dishes you could have. Yeah. Fish in a parsley sauce. I, I love, love that. that. I love that. It's the best. Change that up then, you know, instead of flipping old uh, whinge bag Tuesdays, get some boil in the bag, get some <laughs> sweet potato on the go. Probably for you, ruin some broccoli by boiling oh, it for about 15 minutes. You don't know. And you then know. a Bro- bit of bit of ketchup on the side as well, <laughs> knowing you. Well, who the hell are you? You treated me the other day to a, a slap up meal in a very lovely place, didn't you? Very nice yeah, of nice you. little calf up the West End called Old... Queen Street Cafe, just behind Big Ben, just off Big Ben. Really nice place. I interviewed the kind of owner the other day, Sheila. Sheila, she's actually an Aussie, and she was bloody lovely. Sheila, she was she was really nice. So yeah, it was good. Shouts to Sheila and the old Queen Street crew for feeding us up. Right, good. You had yourself some like cauliflower, you fancy dancy tie wearing. <laughs> whatever you are and i had myself a i had the coronation chicken sarnie because they said yeah. that was their thing i didn't like the curry sauce you were confused was, by it 
I didn't, yeah, I've never, I don't know if I've had coronation chicken before then, because any meal with curry sauce, I'd never say yes to. Really? What? Curry sauce, gravy on your chips. Oh, I love it. Barbe- barbecue sauce, any of these like, f- yeah, chip chip shop sauces, I Wait. just do not like at all. Oh my God. Burger sauce, yuck. Yeah, burger sauce, barbecue sauce, fair enough, but gravy and curry sauce in a chip shop on chips is a cornerstone of British food. It's like, I could eat that every day. Gravy on a roast dinner, yay. Yay. But not the other stuff. Oh, my God. Battered jumbo sausage, chips, curry sauce, oh. bang. Love a, I'd love a battered sausage, but no mm. thanks for the others. Mine is gherkin, yeah. mushy peas, chips. That's all I can really <laughs> eat these days. So. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you got a cob back there. A what? A cob? A butter. A what? A, ro- a butty. Okay, yeah, we've got a but- yeah, we've got a, we've got a bit of bread, got, mate. Some so bread. <laughs> guys, pound, get out. Wow, I I don't think anybody's gonna um, relate to your chip shop <laughs> meal there. Yeah, no, you lot, not even me, you lot of losers. Yeah, what about us vegans here, saving the world and the planet? Yeah, I saw it in the news, I was in the news agency the other day, and you know at the front where they've got these snacks. Cue fight with the shopkeeper for mislabeling the Snickers is. I did have a, I did have an argument I was, with the shopkeeper. I was very polite <laughs> and I said that's not a duo, that's a multi pack, two pack. So can oh. I have fifty P off please? Thumbs right. up with my dodgy thumb. <laughs> you have reminded me about something, but I found um a snack at the front where they're selling gherkins in a ah. clear packet in vinegar. Ooh. Individual gherkins. Okay, why? why? I don't know. I'd never seen it before. It's kind of strange. And you can, you, I suppose you drink the vinegar as well. But yeah, like if you buy a pack of crisps, you just buy a gherkin in a bag. It's known as a wally in Is the it? chip shop. Yeah. Surprised you weren't familiar with that. You wally. I went to Hev's, the local off-license, to get some beer for the walk to town the other day. And ah, I wanted to get a single is... can. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. It was 8.15 in the morning, and uh, <laughs> I was already sweating in my tie. <laughs> and uh, they had loads of these individual cans in the fridge, so I picked one out, went to the shopkeep, said, contactless, please. And he went, oh, you can't buy that. I was like, why can't you buy that? He says, you've got to buy them in fours, four packs. And I said, oh, well, they're not in a four pack, they're loose. And they said, no, um, you can't, you can't. Well, what? what do you mean? You've got to buy four. Well, I just want one. And they're individual. He went, legally, you have to buy four. And I thought, well, this is rubbish. I'm going to go now because they've upped their prices there anyway. So I thought, you're gone to me. You're dead to me, Hev. We'll go to the one opposite. So we went to the one opposite. Exactly the same thing happened again. I think a law has changed. You're not allowed to buy single cans from off-licenses anymore. Hmm. Weird. Interesting, because I was in Tesco last weekend and uh, I was just looking for like a small can of like... Uh, like Camden Pale or something, just like a smaller can, yeah. just a one. No sign of a single can. You can get big, you yeah. can get large bottles, like the old, slightly bigger Heineken and Stella bottles. You can get plenty of them, but yes. no cans. Well, that's right. what I did. No, no singles. I bought a massive bottle of Stella uh, or Heineken to, to walk anywhere. I don't know why the reason, reason is for that, because it's not going to curb alcoholism, because you're going to buy four instead of one, or a big bottle. So I don't really understand... The thought behind that, it's a bit annoying, but I just have to chip off uh, the bottle cap off the brick wall to, to open it, you know, convenience. 
put an opener on your keys. I thought you'd have been oh, all about that's that. that's a slippery slope, that is. Slippery slope. I don't want to have a bottle opener on my key ring. What if the kids saw me? They'd say, <laughs> oh, sir, what have you been drinking? Oh, what did you have yesterday? Oh, did you put a little cooler on the bottom? Oh, you did, and I thought you would with your reclining sofa. <laughs> Jim Dark. Ooh. Last time we caught up, you were looking to get abs. You mm. were going to push it across the whole month to do loads of abdominal exercises to get some abs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check in on the scales to see how we were looking. You got any stats you want to share with us at this I time? I do. I do have some stats. I, I will say that after our last podcast, I said it's a reset month, June. And I did use that. I did not drink as much. I th- drank a lot of non-alcoholic stuff. I exercised a lot more, did loads of those frog abs. They're very effective. And um, I've, I've done my monthly photograph of my development. of, And it looks be- a bit better. And I'm running better as well. I've, I've got a new PB for the park run. I'm running it in 24 minutes 28, which is like uh, 40 seconds over my PB previously. So I'm feeling quite fit and healthy, feeling good. My weight is still not going down that much, but I'm looking better. And also my clothes don't feel as tight so i'm 86.95 kilos so it's still quite higher than i want to be but hey ho do you remember what you were last month then what the change yeah i was 87.50 i think last month okay well there you go it's a nice chipping away it's chipping away little gains you know but i do feel good and i'm definitely going to continue with the ab work and i my shape is getting there it's a slow progress but you know incremental gains as they say yeah, okay. How's yours? Yeah, 1% or something. <laughs> the 1%! How are you getting on? Yeah, I've been having some just really great workouts in the gym. Just spending a bit longer in there and just training a bit more intensely, I mm. think. And just going on more machines. I just see little clips of other people doing stuff online. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try a bit of that. Now. I don't know why, but I was just getting a bit... not. I was maybe getting a bit fatigued or bored. And now yeah. I'm just like breaking on through to the other side. And I think because it's hotter... I'm like really getting a sweat on, which is obviously helping to like burn more calories when I'm in there. So I'm having a good time pushing it a bit harder and it feels quite nice. I want to see just how much I can push it really, or just how long I can continue to push for. Push it real good. It's like, what do you call that? Bikram? Well, salt and pepper getting remixed. Bikram is a a form of hot yoga. Yeah. It's a method of hot yoga. Yeah. When it was super hot, I was on the exercise bike and it was just bullets were coming out of my head and i just thought this is bikram baby i like to train that way yeah it's i good. like it it's, you feel like you're doing more because you're sweating more and it just feels more satisfying in a way yeah. you see the drips more coming effective. down on the floor yeah this is me working hard man yeah and you showed me some of your stats yesterday and you asked to, to compete in one of those i watch apple watch battles and i was like there's no way that's just ridiculous i still Two think th- you've got your watch 2024 on. active calories yesterday I think there's something wrong with your watch. That you, it's 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 taken too many calories. How many the calories do you when you do a run? How many calories do you reckon you smash? Four fifty. Okay. For um, for how long are you running? Twenty five and a half minutes. Twenty five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's pretty. That's great. I mean, if you ran for an hour, then that'd be like nine hundred. I started listening to or watching live concerts when when I'm exercising just to focus. I was watching Queens of the Stone Age on Sunday, and I was on there for like an hour, just going nuts, and it was amazing. So I'm going to do more of that. I think. He was very rude, wasn't he? What did you think about his uh, chat? Like, we're I- here, you mother. <laughs> we're here. Yeah. We're the best mother thing you've ever got. <laughs> if you're not. 
fucked up at the end of this. Yeah, he did say a line that I've never heard before that was just genius, and it was like, "This is a night you are not gonna remember. You've had <laughs> yeah. such a good time. It's like brilliant. That's that excellent. So good. I want to get so drunk and into it that yeah. I don't remember it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, That's it a good brilliant. night. It's a good but night. You don't you don't remember every detail unless you're already bored and taking notes. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he say, I hope you're all up rooms or something like that? All right. Don't, why did you have to ruin it? <laughs> I bleeped I bleeped it out here. I'll bleep it out in the edit. Okay. All right. If you've got the time to. then. Uh... Oh, I've got the time. Don't you worry. Yeah, they were great, though. I, I've always heard of the band, and I've only heard, like, two or three of the songs, and I know I liked the songs, and then I've never listened to like the back catalogue, so it was a real treat to discover them in that way and to hear all of their melodic, interesting sounds. It's rocky, the lyrics, the singing's really interesting. It's not like a dirge of rock. It's really intricate, and I'm definitely going to search them out. And Yeah, new record. It's called Time's New Roman, I think. So, yeah, I listened to that gig yesterday as well. Um, I've, been, I've seen them once live before, maybe twice, and then that's the first time I've like listened to... I've never... I know they're singles, but I've never listened to a record, and that's the first time I've listened to a chunk of them. Yeah. And uh, I loved it as well, and I just can't believe his stage bravado, Josh Homm, who was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. very comedic and entertaining and like not like I'd heard before from any other rock and roll band to yeah. be that sort of punchy and flamboyant and uh, mischievously confident I yeah. loved it yeah absolutely they were like um, effortless weren't they you know like you could tell they were all at the top of their game and I don't want to poo-poo, but I will poo-poo some of the Glastonbury oh stuff. Of course I will. Oh, okay. Some of the Glastonbury stuff, not them. They were great, but like there were loads of older bands, uh, you know, legends and they just couldn't hold it. And I just felt sorry for them because the the march of time has caught up with them and they're not willing to admit it yet. You know, it's sad. Like we watched Generation Sex. That, that is. Yeah, is the Sex Pistols and uh, Generation X, you know, Billy Idol. And they were just so bad. They're out of time. The bass guitar was out of tune. Billy Idol could barely hit the notes. He looked like he was dying of tiredness and it was just sad and then blondie as well she was a bit sad and old elton john was great but she didn't walk on the stage it's just, every, it's just everyone's i need to find new younger people because like the old people are just making me sad i liked the oldies i thought the kids i saw a bit of ray she was terrible lana del ray she was late because of her hair she messed up because she's an idiot and yeah then, uh, who else bad. did i see another young band that was just like oh my god they've got a lot to learn some of these kids just a bit too much chat on stage mm. whereas some of the others just smashed it but yeah i know what you mean like some of them well elton john i didn't have any i didn't mind it's like fine i don't love him and now i like him a bit more blondie yeah. i thought she was good enough pretenders are pretty good uh, um axel guns and roses he sort of struggles a bit yes. with that kind of um we watched oh we watched the arctics and alex turner's look his image, his style, the way he talks, what they sing about now, and the, the sound of the songs has just developed so much in 20-plus years that oh, we've yeah. all been listening to them. Versus Guns N' Roses, Axel's still trying to run around and do the same routine, and it's yeah. like, uh, he's just not really going in a gracious way versus someone like Alex Turner, who is adapting the sound, moving on, still being relevant. The new songs in particular sound really good because they're just a bit more haunting, and a bit more booming, and they go on for a bit longer. And then they just mix them up with a bit of Brian Storm or something else, which, you know, I've heard them for 20 years, so I do like those songs, but I don't endlessly want to just mosh around. I want to just sway around a little bit. And, uh, yeah, particularly good, because Glastonbury's so big. Some yes. of the booming ones really sounded amazing. And Reading, I can't remember. I was with Bad Company, so... Did he get a chance to see Rick Astley live at Glastonbury? Yeah, 
He was fantastic. He was good. His, his, his stage antics and his, his chat, he was very funny, very entertaining. And to make a whole set last with just one song was great. But <laughs> he was playing bits of intros of other songs and maybe even remixing his own yes. songs. Or maybe his other songs sound like other things. And he did an ACDC song. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he managed to feel like an hour for someone that's just a one-hit wonder. He was, uh, he was really great. I was very impressed with him and pleased. Yeah, good for him. He's a safe pair of hands. He's a nice guy. He's good at what he does. And then he did a set with Blossoms and did a set with the Smiths, which is, again, was brilliant. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I heard He's quite done well. a bit of that. He's yeah. done well out of that. And Foo Fighters. They were great. I love the Foo Fighters. I met Dave Grohl in the service station on the way home. What? Tell me more. <laughs> Just saw him. I was like, oh, my God. So I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, thanks for making my weekend. <laughs> to, which he re- to which he replied, you're welcome. And that was it. That's very that's very cool. That's brilliant. Met Sean Keefney. Did you? What did he say to him? Just nonsense. Like, Keep uh, up oh, the work. what are you up to? Uh, oh, cool. Where are you going then? And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Fred again. And he was like, Fred again? Like in this really puzzled way. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to get a drink. And then Fred again? I was like, yep. Okay, bye. <laughs> Oh, that's very good. Two Fred again. Things. He was he was rubbish. He's part of the kids' crew who just stunk. Stinky Who's... little kids asking about my thumb all the time. Leave me alone and play some songs. Who's Fred again? Is that because there's a rapper exactly. called Fred? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I did find a surprising band called the Viagra Boys, a Swedish rock band. They were pretty good. They were... I bet you found them. <laughs> they were naughty and but they were they were oh, good. Oh dear. <laughs> Take no robots. Take no robots. Take no robots. Take no robots. Gadget, gadget, gadget. News, news, news. From a show with the pressure and frosty. Straight in with uh, techno robots. I, uh, I've, I've been having my phone just on Do Not Disturb for the last uh, week. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that just having a piece of plastic in your what in your pocket? No, because every time I want to access my phone and do something, I can. And if somebody wants me, they can wait for me until I want them. Oh, you've got the power. It's just nice to come back to the phone and be like, oh, there's some things there. Yeah, I'll, f- I'll follow that one up, put that one away, just swipe left and delete that one. Yeah, I think you're right there because nothing in this world really requires your immediate attention. Because there's so many things on your phone, emails probably in particular, that if you're reading them in the wrong context, it just makes you a bit irked and has been a bit warmer recently and keeping cool. Uh, yeah, my tip for the top, just block everyone out, listener. Just get rid of any notifications and just do it in your own time don't let them like make you dance the jig dance when you wanna do you know what dave you've straight off the bat you've convinced me i like it like in the olden days when you had an answering machine and you didn't answer the phone it just went beep and you were at home and you didn't want to answer it. you could hear the voice message they can do that now so if you don't pick up a phone call it'll go to your voicemail you can hear them live talking, and if you want to talk to them, you can press answer, or you just leave them leave a voicemail. That's pretty good. Does anyone leave voicemails now? Nah, not really. But I think maybe. Do you, do you listen? Do you listen to voicemails ever? I always you listen do. to voicemails. <laughs> you do. You listen to the whole thing. I do. Hello. 
it's Gary from British Gas. I was just phoning <laughs> up to see uh, your meter readings due, so I wanted to see if I could uh, book in a time that's convenient, and I'm going to go on and on and on with a list of things, and I'm going to read you something, and Owen, you're going to listen to the last, <laughs> last pip. Are you not? Have I still got you? Of course I have. Twitter's having a bit of a rough time of it at the moment. Uh, Elon Musk oh. has limited the 600 tweets a day, and it's going down like... Um, like a terrible thing so everyone's pretty much leaving it there's mastodon there's one of the potentials but that's not quite kicking off instagram are launching their own social networking site called threads which is pretty much exactly like twitter it's uh, they're calling it a text only conversation app but it's pretty much a twitter duplicate yeah that's uh yeah you have to pay if you want tweet deck which is a service that i use you have to get yourself a um you have to get yourself a blue tick and uh yeah if you're not an actual user you can't really just look at it anymore and there's limits to how much you can look at i don't look at 600 things no. worth. there's never been a timeout for me but i do use tweet deck so that's a bit annoying and uh spent a long time building up my sort of profile and following so to see it all come crumbling down but i am going to sign up for this new facebook one just to see what it's all about we'll get you good we'll get you good we'll get you good this month, what gets my goat is... I'm, I don't want to make it too serious, but this gets my goat. When people half-read stories online and they feel like what the story has told them to feel like. So if you're reading something from the Daily Mail... It's going to have a right-wing agenda against minorities. So somebody's going to half-read that story or read it, and then they have been told, I this, I agree with that. I don't like those, that. what's going on? And I'm always surprised when I see somebody like that in real life because I don't meet people like that in real life. And it's little things. It's not even like them being outrageous. It's just like we went on a school trip last week, and in the place that we went, they had unisex toilets, but they weren't unisex toilets in the sense that they had uh, toilets, uh, more than one toilet in the room where men and women can use it at the same time. It was just one toilet that you open and close the door, you know, that you get in a coffee shop. But they said the word unisex on it. And the, the fact that it said unisex toilet, there was a couple of mothers who were on the trip. They were like, oh, I don't like the sound of that at all. Unisex, what's coming, what's going on in the world? And it's just a toilet. It's just a toilet with a door in there, you know? And they've just seen the word unisex or trans toilets and all of that. And they've created some kind of narrative that's not there, you know? And I just find that really annoying. Did you go in there and use it and make a real, you know, make it quite uncomfortable for the next person? Yeah, I walked out and I just went, slay, bitches. <laughs> there it goes again, just ruining it. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> Putting his profanities on it because um, he thinks he's, you know, big and clever. With his, uh, you know, his rude potty mouth talking about the toilet, his toilet vocabulary just out there for everyone to see. Sorry. Have you got a goat? People that just go on and on and on and they're telling you something and you're like, yeah, it's okay, I understand what you're saying. And then they sort of go to repeat it again and you're like, ah, ha, ha. you sort of humour them a bit and then they come back to it again. You're like, flipping heck, like... 
oh, but if we could have done it that way, then it would have been, you know, if it would have been, yeah, I know. Yeah, if it wasn't raining, we could be running outside in our vests now. Yeah, I know. Because uh, I'd, have, I'd have liked to have come in a vest today because uh, I just, you know, I'd have felt like that. It's raining, so I can't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so maybe get a brolly next time. Yeah, it's just, um, I, just I just like my vest. So if it, was, if it wasn't rough. What? This guy got you. I've understood this. I've, I'm having it with one person in particular, and I snapped a little bit last week. I was like, "That, yeah, but you know that's not the case, and that's why we're doing it this way." Oh, but I was, uh, yeah, but I was just saying. Well, you ju- you keep just saying. You've said so many times. Can we do it this way? I was like, "No, we can't do it that way. Not ever." I was like, "Not now." I'm working on it. Yeah. And when it's ready, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's- lonely people just wanting to talk a bit more and that's the opposite to how i want i'm just like well don't talk you know if you're lonely yeah. hello hello how are you i'm good i'm good what are you up to yeah i'm fine good cool yeah especially if you're busy that's enough. i yes. do a little sort of um a step backwards to the towards the doorway or the exit if they're still talking I'm like yeah 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 and as i go yeah 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 i take a couple of steps backwards ah right okay and i put my hand up okay right got it see it right i better be off then it is annoying though which is how I am now. I need to be out of here. So I think we're finished, oh, aren't we? Uh, yes, we're finished. Thanks again for listening to us travel on. Travel on's not even a word. But thanks anyway for letting us travel on. And um, we'll be back again in August. And I'm hoping that Dave will be with me in person where we can record the podcast live in the new recording studio cabin in my garden. That will be very exciting. So yeah, make sure you're tuned here next month, listener, for all the same sort of antics. Find us on the social. Hang yourselves out to dry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's time to say goodbye. But there's no need to cry. My favourite, favourite, favourite. We'll be back again sometime. Yeah. The show with the pressure and frosty. Endless. 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 Oh, but I don't want it to end.